Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. I want to thank you so much for being here with me again today. And we are going to talk about gastrointestinal flu. Remember, we have the influenza, which is actually the respiratory flu. The gastrointestinal flu is the stomach flu. And I actually had a mom request that we talk about this. Actually, two moms request that we talk about this. And which reminds me, I need to say thank you to all my moms and my listeners for especially the ones who actually have emailed me lately and said thank you for the show. They claim that I'm helping them. <laughs> thank you. I, I need, Everybody needs a little bit of encouragement now on them because I'm sitting here, like I said, I feel like I'm talking to myself, which I really am. And so you don't know what the rest of the, what your listening audience thinks about it. But there are a few who claim I'm helping them and that they appreciate it. And so, therefore, I can keep going. So, thank you. And I've actually had a few moms call or email with, with questions and comments. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm happy to answer any of your questions. I, like I say, I appreciate the comments. One of the comments, however, that I've heard as of late was that this young woman who, I think I talked to her on the phone... Anyway, she was saying that um, she, you know, she tries to do everything all natural. She has a homeopath. She has a midwife. She she does all her own cooking and whatnot and so forth. And she made the statement that her homeopath does not like her self-diagnosing her family and treating, trying to treat her own family. And I just want to make a comment about that because I imagine there are several reasons why this homeopath might say that. I just want to reiterate the fact that you can treat your own family homeopathically. You can self-diagnose your family. A mother, a father, they're intrinsically endowed with special gifts to take care of their family, even when it comes to homeopathy. Because homeopathy is not medicine. It is just the use of small elements, like cures like, to take care of your family. And because God is who he is, this is a very orderly way of taking care of your family. If the symptom picture fits, like I'm talking about, we always talk about the sensation, the location, the symptoms of the patient to the symptom picture of the element to the remedy. If it fits, it will always, always cure because like cures like. So don't ever be afraid of taking care of your own family. Like I said, acutely, I like to use expotencies for some, someone who's very sick. If you're trying to use it, something as a preventative, then we can use a C potency, a 30C, or even a 200C preventatively. Or if you're working to immunize prophylactically, then you can go even go with higher potencies. But when your family is ill, you can always find a remedy to help them feel better. So you can feel confident in homeopathy, and you can feel confident in treating your family. And like I say, uh, I can't imagine why a homeopath would, would not want you to be responsible in taking care of your family acutely at 2 o'clock in the morning. They're not going to answer the phone. 
or when someone falls and injures themselves, you need to be right there. You need to give arnica. You need to treat that injury, always. So with that said, I just wanted to reiterate the fact that you are the parent and you can go ahead and treat your family. Okay, back to the flu. Okay, you have someone who's throwing up. There's a few different things that could be going on. Everything from, you know, a deeper illness to actually just a simple stomach virus. We are going to actually talk about just the simple stomach virus today. I'm not really going to address like food poisoning, which actually is very easy to treat as well. <laughs> it's basically the same type of remedies that you would use for the stomach flu. So you don't always have to know exactly what's going on. It's just this, what's going on. But like I said, many deeper diseases, deeper illnesses can have nausea. Even pregnancy can have nausea. And so there are different symptom pictures. But we're not going to be talking about those. Just talking about the flu. So we're going to assume that someone has been exposed to a virus and they just begin by saying, I don't feel so good, mommy. Sometimes there's a fever involved, a low-grade fever. Rarely will you see a high fever. If you see a high fever, you're probably looking at something like a bacterial infection, which can be a, a deeper issue. But the gastrointestinal flu that comes through with just a virus is the first remedy that you're probably going to think about giving is arsenicum. Arsenicum is always the first thing I reach for when I don't know what I'm fighting. Because then I will say, you know, I'm assuming they've been exposed to something. And when I say exposed to something, I'm thinking to myself, hmm, exposure, toxins, poison. I'm just going to go ahead and give arsenicum. Nine times out of ten, if it's a virus that they've been exposed to that's causing them to throw up, arsenicum is pretty much going to handle it. And the stomach starts to feel better. They start to feel better. They no longer feel like they're going to die. And everybody's happy. But on the rare occasion that arsenicum doesn't take care of it quite quickly, then I look at the symptom picture a little deeper. If they have a chill, which can indicate the possibility of a low-grade fever or something like that, then you can look at a couple of different things. Eupatorium is probably the next remedy I'm going to reach for if they're throwing up and they have a, have a chill. Or natmer. Natmer is huge too. We have to remember that the sodium picture, remember we talk about sodium being so huge in our world. If someone's been run down, the sodium's been knocked out of balance in their body, sometimes just a dose of natmer is going to restore that sodium balance and they'll start to feel better. We can't forget Drosera as well. Drosera Dulcamera is also another one that I like to use on occasion, especially if it's they've been exposed like to the chilly nights, the hot days still. Sometimes Dulcamera will just knock it out. And Drosera, remember, is the, the whooping cough remedy, but it also addresses that type of virus where the throwing up occurs. And while I'm in this category here, sometimes when they have a chill and there can be violent vomiting, you know, <laughs> don't discount Cena. And Cena is that pesky parasite remedy that we know and love. But sometimes it's been known to actually just go ahead and cure flu-like symptoms. And so don't discount that as well. It's, it's a remedy I don't think we use actually often enough. It is in the book Homeopathy for Mommies that you can find at homeopathyformommies.com. And I want to thank everyone too for, again, thank you for telling me how much you appreciate my book. 
you know, that's, you know, it's out, I'm out on a limb there. And so when people say, oh, I love your book, it just brings everything together so well for us. I'm going to say thank you. But go ahead and look at that scene, a picture in Homeopathy for Mommies, because it's, it's very important that we, even in this non-third world country, admit to the fact that, yes, many, many people have a parasite problem. In homeopathy, we acknowledge the fact that parasites are a huge problem, very huge. As a matter of fact, statistics are astronomically high as to people who are improperly diagnosed with cancer, people who have arthritis and diabetes. What's the true cause of those diseases? Is the body's weakened condition due to parasites. And we're just so afraid to look at that picture and say, oh yeah, I'm not eating properly, I'm not exercising like I should, my the stomach acid is out of balance. I really just kind of need to say, um, I need to look at this as a, as a possibility. And there are several things you can do for parasites, but one of the easiest things you can do is every six months put your family on a protocol of food-grade diatomaceous earth, which will quickly take care of a parasite problem. I know we use it on our animals all the time. I would even sprinkle it out in the barnyard. On a dry day in the summer, just, you know, where the animals always run and the flies tend to lay their eggs and stuff like that, on dry days, if I went and sprinkled that diatomaceous earth, it would keep the fly population down. I used to use it in my garden because you wouldn't, if you sprinkle it around plants, you plant your little tomatoes or your cabbage or broccoli or whatever, and in a newer garden, you'll have a lot of problems with cutworm. But if you sprinkle diatomaceous earth around those little baby plants, no cutworm is going to get to them because parasites bugs cannot live, cannot chew their way through diatomaceous earth. And it's reported that if you sprinkle ants with diatomaceous earth, they will die within 20 minutes. So what happens is when you take this diatomaceous earth internally, like a lot of naturopaths will recommend diatomaceous earth or a good clay product to help toxins, collect toxins as they pass through the body, diatomaceous earth will actually dry out the parasites and kill them. That and it's rich in silica and just lots of benefits. But like I said, if you have a child who's throwing up a lot, you know, just go ahead and use the diatomaceous earth and a dose of Cena once a month to see how things go for you at Cena 200 and just see how things go for you there. So let's just, like I said, don't always think that it's, you know, a flu. If they're not responding to the flu remedies, go ahead and give Cena. Back to the actual gastrointestinal flu. I like to use the arsenicum. It is my absolute favorite. If they're complaining, Mommy, I don't feel good. My tummy hurts. I feel sick. You can just give Ipecac. Ipecac is a great remedy if they just have a lot of nausea or if they have nausea, they throw up and they still don't feel better. Ipecac will almost always take care of that. Not better for vomiting feeling. Again, there's some other remedies here now. We have the type of gastrointestinal flu that also has diarrhea that accompanies it. If that be the case, eh, there's a handful of remedies. My favorite is Veratrum, and Veratrum has that very watery, sitting on the stool, throwing up, and diarrhea all at the same time. Veratrum's amazing to get rid of that. Argentum nitricum is also very good if the symptom picture fits, that exploding headache to go along with it, and it also has the diarrhea as well. Now, if you give Veratrum and or a Cinecom and it's just not working, then you should consider the fact that it could be a case of possible food poisoning. And so then you can have the throwing, the violent vomiting. You can have 
diarrhea, or you can have both. And potophyllum is the remedy that will just quickly take care of all that. So I really like to have all of these remedies on hand because, like I said, if you look at one, it's not working, go ahead and use another one. But if you look at homeopathy for mommies, you can usually get a pretty good symptom picture, and then you can usually give the right remedy right at the get-go. Pulsatilla is another one, especially in small children, and it works very quickly for many people. Now, if they've been sick for a long time, and they're actually to the point where they're like with dry heaves, and they're, they're starting to vomit that greenish liquid, the bile-based greenish liquid, because there's nothing left in their stomach, then there are some other remedies that you can look at. If the arsenicum isn't working, or the potophyllum, or the veratrum, I can't imagine you could get to this point and none of those remedies are working. But I am just going to name some other remedies that are very famous for this type of issue. First of all, aconite, because, you know, that mental picture could be there along with the other symptoms, and so that's why the other remedies aren't touching it. So if you give aconite for that deep-seated fear, that might just take care of the whole problem. Antimonium crude is another remedy that very often fits the stomach flu picture, and none of the other remedies have been able to take care of the problem. Mercurius and pyrogenium should not be knocked out if you've been unable to hit the right remedy. Mercurius and pyrogenium, eh, that's probably indicating something more bacterial, a little deep-seated, a little more deep-seated issue. The pyrogenium, again, whenever I'm in doubt and there's a foul odor with the illness, I like to give pyrogenium. And if they have a lot of sweating and the chills, they're hot and then they're cold, hot and cold, you can be looking at Mercurius. So don't hesitate to play with any of these remedies. And like I said, acutely, you can go ahead and try one and the other. But it is really nice to have the book Homeopathy for Mommies so that you can look at the full symptom picture and you don't have to keep giving one remedy after another. And of course, once a person has started throwing up or has the diarrhea, they're always under the threat of possible dehydration. I know I've told the story about my daughter who had picked up, I suppose, salmonella when we were river rafting one time. I had never been around anyone with food poisoning, and so the whole issue was totally new to me. But we came home, and I can't even remember if it was that night. I think it was that night later or early the next morning because we got home quite late that evening. And she started throwing up. She said, Mommy, I don't feel good. And she started throwing up. And that poor kid kept throwing up. And I don't, she didn't have any diarrhea with it, but she just, it was horrible. I called my homeopath. I said, Nothing I'm giving her is working. See, at that time, I didn't know about potophyllum. But anyway, I told him what was going on. He said, So you need potophyllum. I don't have it. So we had called in to get it sent out overnight to my house. And in the meantime, I was so worried about my daughter for dehydration because she just, she couldn't even put, liquid and even a, a teaspoon of warm water in her mouth but she would just throw up so I knew we were looking at taking her in possibly because of her dehydration I said she just can't keep this up and like I said I remembered Kent had written that if your patient looks as though they are suffering intensely give them a dose of cystus can I'm like oh I have that so I ran to my closet and I got the cystus can I went and gave her a dose I says honey I've got one more remedy to try I popped a couple pills in her mouth and she just shuddered and she says oh well, thank you mom and she rolled over she fell asleep and she never threw up again she just started getting better but see her body was so had had been so violently trying to get rid of whatever it was trying to get rid of and in that point of time she was a really healthy kid she should have healed at that point but she was going downhill so quickly that she was having a hard time turning around on her own even with the use of the other remedies 
So when I gave her that cystus can, she just started feeling better. And so the potophyllum did come in the mail, and I treated it like gold. I put it with my other remedies, and I do take very good care of my remedies, as should you. Because remember, when you have a remedy, you have it for all time. Don't ever give your bottle of pellets away. If you're buying your bottle, your, your remedies in glass, brown glass bottles, that remedy will literally last you indefinitely if you don't expose it to high temperatures or extreme conditions. And don't ever give that away. I talk about that in my book, Homeopathy for Mommies, how to always have your remedy on hand, how to ke- always keep it, and how to let others borrow it without actually losing control of your remedy. <laughs> and so like I say, I do talk about that in my book. And so anyway, if by some horrible reason you, you're not getting over the flu and there's the chance you've lost all these fluids, you need to remember the homeopathic remedy, China or Cinchona which will help to restore that order. And if you have dehydration due to loss of fluids, China is your remedy. If you have dehydration because you failed to take in enough liquid, Bryonia is the great dehydration remedy. Again, all these we talk about all this in homeopathy for mommies. But I just wanted to reiterate the fact that if you get to the point where you're that bad, go ahead and take the China as well. And it's also really good to help to restore order after you've had the flu and you've gotten it under control. But little kids, you know, we're so quick to think, oh, you have to drink fluids, you're going to dehydrate. If someone really does have that viral flu and they can't keep anything in their stomach or they have diarrhea and they just, they're sitting on the pot and they're vomiting and it's just horrible. That, that whole picture is just terrible. Use the homeopathic remedies if you can't find the right one right away. Just keep working with them. Never panic and never assume you're not going to be able to get this under control because you will. The right remedy always cures. And like I said, there's not only but a handful of remedies when it comes to the stomach flu. I'll reiterate just a little bit for them. We talked about arsenicum, ipecac, eupatorium, drosera, natmer, cena, argentum nitricum, potophyllum, veratrum, pulsatilla. We talked about aconite, antimonium crude, bryonia, Chamomile. I don't think I actually mentioned it, but chamomile and chalidonium, especially if there's a colicky type situation going on there. Colosynth, sometimes colosynth, because that's a very specific type of bending over, cramping situation. Mercurius and pyrogenium. And of course, the, I'll reiterate the veratrum and potophyllum for the stomach flu. And then for dehydration, China, if it's from loss of fluids. If it's from lack of intake, fluid intake, that's bryonia. And then now I'm going to remind moms, we've talked about this before, but if you have a fear that someone might be on the verge of dehydration, you need to remember, and this was told to me by the wife of my homeopath, and I have never had to take anyone in for dehydration because I follow these this very basic rule and it always works. But if you have someone who absolutely cannot keep fluids down, like I told you, I was worried about my daughter. She really couldn't even take in a teaspoon of water without just throwing it right back at me. But for the most part, if you have room temperature water, one teaspoon an hour will keep any child from dehydrating. One tablespoon per hour will keep any adult from dehydrating. Now remember, it has to be you want to give room temperature water because 
there's certain remedy pictures that they absolutely cannot have cold water, they can't have hot water, so you just want basically body temperature. And you can even give it to small children and infants with an eyedropper. And trust me, I've done that. I had an infant one time, 106 temperature. Okay, my kids tend to run high fevers. They take after me. It's not a big deal. I know some kids run a fever of 102 or 103. They start to convulse. My kids, 106, 105, 106. It's time to get really serious here. (laughs) But we do. We have that really high fever thing. But anyway... I had a six-month-old baby one time, and we had a really bad flu go through the house. And she was so weak and so sick, she couldn't even nurse. And I literally just held her in my arms, and I gave her alternating. I made sure she had one teaspoon an hour with an eyedropper of water. And then I would alternate, and I would try to get, I would give her organic grape juice with no sugar added, just organic grape juice and water, alternating back and forth. And the grape juice is so rich in nutrients that... You know, she wasn't. It wasn't doing her any harm not to eat as long as she was getting the nutrients. But that lasted for four days. She was able to nurse a few times in that four-day time frame when she'd have a good moment. After four days, I started to chicken out. I took her into the doctor. By this time, her fever was actually down to 101, and he couldn't believe. He said, "What have you been giving this child?" And I, because I told him how sick she had been for the last four days, and he's like, "You know," I says, "Why?" Well, but just at this, at that time, I only knew about Belladonna. She was not really throwing up. She was just so sick. She just couldn't nurse. But I was watching her, and all her signs were really good, you know, because I've had children that start to dehydrate or they have other symptom pictures, and mine was just sick, just weak and sick, and she had no interest in eating, nothing. So like I said, I just force-fed her every hour with that water and alternating grape juice and gave her belladonna. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I haven't heard of belladonna in years. And I said, it's homeopathic. He goes, I know. He said, while he checked her all over, he said she has inflammation of the ear. It's not infection. He says, I can put her on antibiotics if you'd like. I says, oh, no, that's fine. And he says, well, I'd say just take her home and keep doing what you're doing. And then she started getting better, of course, after I took her to the doctor. But I just wanted to make sure there was no secondary infection or anything going on. I didn't think there was, being as though her temperature was slowly going down. But I did need to check for my own peace of mind. You know, like I say, as a parent, you can watch your child, and you can touch their skin, if the skin bounces back good and it's holding good color, you know they're not dehydrating. If their eyes look good when they look at you, because uh, the body can handle a fever for quite a t- quite a while. The eyes will tell the story. You can see that level of illness in the eyes. And, you know, the kids will get that glassy look. Or, but as long as it's still bright and you know your children. And so you just watch them close and you you know what's going on. Like I said, I've I've... Stay kept my kids out of the hospital a, a lot, <laughs> I think, by just sitting there watching them, watching them breathe when they're sleeping, watching for new symptoms arising. I just, like I said, I would just sit vigilantly over their sleeping bodies, like off and on for years. And I prayed a lot, but I just, I've never really been one that was really afraid because we only lived 20 minutes from a doctor. So it wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't like I had a truck across a desert or something to get to a medical facility. So I always had time just to sit and watch and watch for that that moment where they take a turn for the worse. And like I said, it just illness is the body's way of trying to get rid of something. And so don't be afraid. It's not oh sure it's scary because you're in charge. And we as corporal humans we don't want to take charge of something so serious. We don't want to be in charge of something that where someone is 
our total responsibility and they look to us for help they look to us to take care of them and that's a that's a great responsibility in fact is it's the greatest responsibility that anyone could ever have when someone is entirely in their care and so like I said as parents our best gift to our families is to notice notice what's going on even as our children grow older and it's not just illness we need to watch their behavior we need to watch their joy level and when something is amiss sit them down and say hey let's talk it could be they don't feel well and they'll tell you about that or it could be someone said something to them that hurt their feelings or it could be that they have a great problem that's weighing heavy on their mind but no matter what it is as a parent while they're still under your roof you can fix pretty much any problem just by talking and listening and watching because you can avert a lot of problems in their world if you just communicate with them don't assume they know how you feel you need to tell them so you know what honey I need a hug they say mom I'm getting too big for that and say no you're not I'm not too big for that so give me a hug and they'll laugh and they'll give you a hug but watch them closely for everything and just let them know you love them because everyone's health is better when they know those closest to them love them and care for them so with all that said the stomach flu is not a real big deal it comes and it goes I cannot you know it's it's mostly little kids that's when it's really hard because it's like quick run to the bathroom (laughs) and if they throw up don't be like some parents and say now you get to clean that up by yourself (laughs) I'm just teasing I've heard stories about that where parents will make their kids clean up their own oh my goodness because I can remember my kids you know when they were little oh golly gee we had the stomach flu in our house and I actually broke my toe that night but we had I had the four girls were sleeping upstairs and I heard this all this noise I went upstairs and my son had thrown up in his bed and while I was trying to clean that up I heard something in the girls room I went to the girls room all my girls all four of them had thrown up in their beds and rolled over and went back to sleep (laughs) I was like so here I had five five things to clean up and so I took all these kids first of all you take them out you clean them up you change your jammies you set them along the, the wall the edge of the room and you proceed to change all these bed all these beds and I'm folding up all these beds and just pulling this stuff off I I was asking myself how could they not get up and run to the bathroom of course like I said my kids were a little bit different they're a little calmer than I ever was they take after their father anyway and I was coming around the bed and like I said it was 1 30 in the morning I was so tired and I cuffed the edge of the bed and I broke my little toe so I you know, just of course he let out a shriek I laid down on the floor what's the matter mommy I'm like nothing it's gonna be okay and I was in so much pain anyway you know the whole broken toe scenario thing and it was weeks before it healed but it was like almost because I was just it couldn't get any worse could it <laughs> and I look back now and I laugh because it was one of the funniest and most exhausting nights I think ever put in and I've had a lot of them of course with 11 kids you're going to but it was just the most bizarre thing five kids all all lying next to their own yeah <laughs> uh, oh well and we're gonna have those times as mommies or even grandparents you know when the grandkids come I I can honestly say I I, I don't think I've ever yes I've cleaned up great grandchildren um, stomach flu problems <laughs> before but it's 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 not a big deal but anyway, um, the flu, like I said, it's just uh, it's one of those things. But don't suppress it with anything and don't try to get rid of it with anything other than just clear liquids and homeopathic remedies. And it'll, it'll be gone before you know it. And you can avert 
other family members from having this, again, I like to give arsenicum. If it's something that's in-house, give a dose of arsenicum. And you can also give the aconite and belladonna. Because if you have a fear, you're going to get it. <laughs> Aconite's your remedy. And if it is viral, belladonna is your remedy. So A and then B, aconite and then belladonna. Give those two remedies. A dose of arsenicum, and you're good to go. And even if you do get it, it's going to be much more subdued, much more subtle. So with that, I am going to let you go. And I thank you so much for spending this time with me. And good luck with your children, your families. Stay healthy, happy, and holy. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.